What's up, everybody? Back for another episode of Matt Chat Live. And my friend Jason Osborne, he's trying to reset his his uh, camera because it got dark while we went away, but that's all right. We'll, we'll do it. So, uh, and we're live, so it's just the way it is. So, Jason, I am super excited to have you here today. We've known each other for a while. I don't know how long it's been, over a year, I'm sure. And, yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah, you're over in the UK. And uh, before I get a chance to tell everybody how incredibly awesome you're, you are and all the great things you do, why don't you share with folks who you are and what you do? Sure, Matt. Thanks, man. Absolute privilege to be on your show. Uh, so my name is Jason Osborne. I'm originally from Texas. Uh, I moved to the Republic of Ireland about 15 years ago and now live in the north of England near Leeds. Been here for about 12 years. So I always tell people that right at the beginning because people my, my accent's all over the place. So people are like, where are you from? They don't actually listen to what I'm saying. So but uh, yeah, I've um I've done lots of different things. I'm an online marketer, though. I've been doing online marketing for the last 15 years. Started off as a life coach uh, and now work with businesses with their marketing strategies online and uh, do that with hundreds of clients every year. So it's um, lots of fun, man. So, but happy to be on the show, man, and just happy to go where you lead. <laughs> yeah, man, no doubt. And uh, we always just have a good time here chatting on the show. And we love to share with folks that are watching or listening you know, some of the things that uh, our guests uh, can offer. And I think, I think originally we just met through marketing. I think you might've had something out there and we chatted about something to help what I'm doing to reach people. Um, yeah. And just ended up really enjoying you as a person and wanted to be able to share what you do with folks. Um, so obviously it's not important necessarily when you're online in this online world of, of marketing and scaling and all these types of things. Like if you live in Texas, Ireland, or the North of, of UK, right? It's more important how you connect with people and what you're there to connect with them about. So uh, Jason, if you can kind of share with folks, some of the things you're, you're able to, to do and some of the things you're able to help people to scale at and increase in their own lives. What are some of those things that people can learn about Jason Osborne today? Well, I mean, so a few things around this. I mean, in terms of your actual marketing and what you're doing and strategies, um, we one of the first things we talk about is getting out of your commodity-based bubble that people put themselves into. It's uh, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make all the time. Where and so, what do I mean by that? Because a lot of people don't really understand what that a means. Commodity-based bubble, not actually a normal. Just, the thing you throw out there, welcome to your commodity based bubble. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but the thing is, once once I explain a lot of people go, Oh, I'm I'm actually in a commodity based bubble. So what what that is is whenever you go into business, um, I, I I started off as a life coach 15 years ago when I started my online marketing career. And I always like using that example because it's kind of where I started with stuff. But uh, but a life coach is a commodity based bubble, right? It's you tell people I'm a life coach. Great. So, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything at all. And when you look at the actual pain points and need and, and needs and uh, services and and what you're helping solve, that's so so broad, right? Like it just like it. I don't understand it. So within when you go in and start trying to explain what exactly that you do, people go walk and help people achieve their their dreams. Again, what and in the world does that mean? Yeah, it's just so broad. So what ends up happening is people make a snap judgment. Are you uh, uh, so you're a life coach? They have a pre preconceived idea on what you do, how you help people, all this stuff, and what they end up doing is 
you end up competing on price, right? They just go, oh, well, another life coach charges this and blah, blah, blah. So I always tell people you need to move outside of that, really specialize in what you do. And so what we do with our clients, the first step before we do any of uh, my main my main speciality is helping people with LinkedIn marketing. So before we ever get into that, whether it's LinkedIn marketing, Facebook marketing, whatever, you got to know how you're positioning yourself in the market. So I'll give you an example around this. One of my clients is an IFA, an independent financial advisor. I think I can't, I've been gone from the state so long. I can't remember what we call them back in America, but um, they're, they're a financial advisor, right? Everybody knows a financial advisor. It, it, they're, they're a dime a dozen, right? And if you're a financial advisor, no offense, but they're a dime a dozen, you know, they're, they're just everywhere. So what makes you different from every, every other financial advisor out there? So when I was going through this process with, with my client, I said, okay, Let's let's take a step back and imagine that you're in your office back in the days when people actually came into offices um, and you had two prospects, right? Prospect A comes in and they sit down and they say, hey, I want you to help me in these two areas. And you're professional on the outside. You're smiling, but on the inside, you're thinking, oh, God, I, I hate doing this work. It's a pain. I don't really like doing it. Oh, right. But then you have prospect B that comes, sits down and says, hey, can you help me with these two areas? And now not only are you smiling on the outside, you're smiling on the inside because you love helping people in this particular area. So I said to him, what is that area? And Matt, without a heartbeat, he said pensions. I was like, OK, didn't see that one coming. Like I didn't know pensions were so exciting. He's like, no, man. He goes, I love pensions. He goes, I love working with people, high net earners, because I can help them restructure their pensions to retire up to 10 years early. I was like, now hold on a second. Like that's completely different than just saying, position yourself as, as an IFA. Right, right, yeah. Totally different. So that's what we did. We repositioned what he was doing on LinkedIn and a few other things on how he's connecting and messaging people and all that stuff. And in six weeks, he generated an extra 30,000 pounds of business, which in American dollars is about $45,000 in six weeks, right? Just because of how you're positioning what you're doing, how you're speaking to your target market, the pain point you're solving, and how you frame what you do. So he moved from a commodity-based bubble to a specialist in this area that was speaking to his ideal prospect and uh, showing them the specific pain points he's able to solve. So uh, th that's in a nutshell what we do is as long as obviously we teach LinkedIn strategies and how to reach out to people and all that. But that's one of the biggest points that we go into with people. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, it's definitely some of the areas that I, I look for as well in, in folks that are trying to scale and or don't know why they're stuck in a certain place, right? A lot of times you know, the bubble you're talking about is a place where they're just trapped. They don't know anything different, right? It's just, this is the way it is. And I've tried everything that there is to try, except, you know, being a little more clear about what you do, right? So yeah, instead of just being this tiny little boat in this giant ocean, now you turn into like this giant boat that has all these things with flashing signs and, you know, saying, I am a guy who helps you with your pension and you might actually retire 10 years earlier. I mean, that is, as you said, something really great. And, and that's the case for anybody with anything that they're doing. And uh, it's it's difficult sometimes to really pinpoint things when you're extremely passionate uh, about helping people like most people in that in that world are. 
Um, yeah, but yeah. then to really dig into what that is, is a whole other story. And that requires some help from some other people like you. And uh, that's amazing. So when you do things like that, uh, you talked about LinkedIn and we're both uh, big LinkedIn fans, big LinkedIn users. Um, there have been many a changes on LinkedIn in the past year or so. Um, and a lot of things that they've done, you know, to add to their platform. But there are definitely a bunch of, uh, here's that whole magic word, algorithms out there that have changed. And yep, it yep. is not like the LinkedIn coaching I was doing six months ago. I can't do all of that. Most of it I can't do because all the things that I was coaching before have changed on LinkedIn. So that being the case, I'm sure you're very well aware. How do you stay on top of that for yourself as a business uh, coach, as, a, as a, a marketing guy to help your clients be able to scale beyond, you know, the way they look, their cover photo, their layout of their, of their, you know, their profile, you know, to actually yeah. work. Well, the, the main, the main thing around it is um, what you do in terms of reaching out to people. So I always tell people that um, you want to be proactive in the way that you reach out on LinkedIn, not passive. And a lot of people just look at purely putting content out there, which there are some great people putting out content on LinkedIn. Matt, you're definitely one of those guys. You put out some amazing content on LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's everything about what you do, the way you brand it. it it's, it's the way it needs to be done. A lot of people don't either have the time or they just don't want to put that much effort into the branding and podcasting. And I mean, you've got, you have a persona, right? And a lot of people don't want that necessarily. So they just make random posts on LinkedIn, expecting the floodgates to open and clients coming in. So I always tell people, you know, that that's passive marketing. You're hoping that it shows up on somebody's LinkedIn feed. You're hoping that they stop scrolling and even pay attention to read it. You're hoping that they make a comment or something, and you're hoping that they reach out to you. There's a lot of hope involved, and it's not really very helpful. So um, it's making sure, again, going back to positioning yourself, but how you are actually connecting with your ideal prospects, how you're communicating and reaching out to them, which is a big problem right now. I mean, Matt, I'm, I know you probably get – tons of spam connections and once you accept the connection you just get like an automatic sales message that gets sent to you that is a wrong way to do it i am not a fan of automation um there is much more powerful ways to do it to reach out and connect with people and it doesn't mean you have to create these long-winded conversations and so how's your day and how are you finding this year you, you don't have to go through all of that right yeah, because that's right? yeah it's real superficial and people people Actually, I find people get really annoyed by that because they're like, look, what are you getting at? Why, why do you want to talk to me? You know, <laughs> Because it's like you're not being up front with them. So, uh, you know, how you're communicating, how you're messaging. And, and um, you know, there's different ways that you can message people on LinkedIn. And, and most people don't know that. They just think you can write a message. But there's other ways that's much more powerful to be able to send messages that is more personalized. Yes, it takes a little bit more time. But by doing that, it allows you to actually create that rapport and have a much more a higher opportunity to actually get someone on the phone and chat to them, yeah. um, which is what we did. <laughs> so. right. No doubt. And it worked. I mean, because here we are still chatting, right? I mean, we have yeah. something called a relationship, right? I mean, that's what it's really about. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you about AI, but I am coming, I am coming on board a bit with some AI now. Um, if it's if it's used properly, because I I can't 
man, when it comes down to when you talk about email stuff, I mean, I get I get over a thousand messages a day through uh, LinkedIn and email plus notifications. I have no idea how many. It's just, I can't even get to all of them. Right. And that being the case, I'm such a relational guy. I start feeling really guilty because I really wanted to talk to those people. I really wanted to find out who they are. I really want to try to connect, you know, not necessarily just I just want their business kind of do, but, you know, I want to be able to know somebody. It's hard to get to them. So I think it's important that if you do use automation for the sake of saving time to try to really find people that want to interact with you. You know, as you mentioned, a lot of people have these superficial greetings and they go right into a sales thing. Um, you know, if you're just focused on on talking to a person, maybe you look at their profile for 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like, you know, when people say, well, where do you live, Matt? Uh, it's on the first three lines of my LinkedIn profile, right? What do you do? Really? <laughs> Again, go back to the, it's just, you know, they spend zero time investigating. Yeah. If you find something, say, hey, Jason, I, I see you're into marketing. I love marketing too. I'd love to chat with you sometime. I hope you, we can connect. Boom, done. And then the next conversation opens up doors for conversation and not necessarily to say, oh, by the way, Jason, I want to tell you about my 17 step program that's over the next three months. I have a special deal just for you because I thought we were a great guy. Nah. And how helpful. many of those messages do we get? I mean, all I, the time. Insane. Insane. Uh, what I don't get, Jason, is this. <laughs> Who really thinks that way? I mean, because, you know, we both say people don't like this. People get turned off. But is it? Yes, they do. But is there like 27 people in the world that really just don't get it? <laughs> They're just like, oh, this will be good. I'll send this to this person. So I'll make a lot of money. Click. Boom. No. Respond. Where, where are they at? <laughs> it's like, I don't get how people that can think that what do you expect back you know what do you expect back if it's just money then you missed it but if you're expecting relationship relationships give and take right i mean you got to be able to give to be able to take yep yeah absolutely absolutely and, but people just don't get it they they think so yes business is a numbers game we all know that you got to go through that but I, numbers shouldn't be just throwing mud up against the wall and seeing it with sticks. You know, that that's the wrong type of number game, numbers game that you want to get in because at the end of the day, you know, it's your reputation at stake as well. And, you know, as you build more um, credibility, you want to add value. And as long as you're leading with value and that doesn't mean, Oh yeah, I lead with value. Come buy my stuff. No, you're, you're still pitching people. They're, they're so afraid of losing business. They don't know how to add value on the front end which is a big mistake. But um, once you change that and you can flip that around, then you actually become a, a valuable commodity in the marketplace. And I don't mean a commodity in, in terms of just a, a non-profitable commodity. I mean, you're, you're, you're a, a valuable piece and people want to actually work with you. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big thing. So. It really is. And I hope some of those things change. I don't know how many other shows I've been doing or ones that I've been on where people say the same things for some of these folks to actually listen and catch on and find out, oh, crap, we changed our method. And now we've just gone up, uh, you know, 150 percent, 300 percent. I mean, you know, of course, yeah. um, I don't get it. But, you know, that's why I'm here and you're here because a lot of people that still don't get it and they want to. So um, that's one of the things you're able to provide. So. Jason, what might be, here's a crazy question off the cuff. Do you know of a story that might come to your mind of a, you know, you had the IFA guy, which was one example, but do you have one example of something that was like, this is crazy. I don't know how this person's going to be able to connect or, you know, this is really weird or 
I mean, something's kind of an interesting, weird story about something in past. Anything come to mind? Um, so nothing too odd, like just like completely off the cuff. Um, but one one of the things that that I found really interesting is uh, is is a personal trainer that I was chatting to, which I know that sounds really boring, but a lot of people will look at what they do and they think, how do I actually frame it in a way that connects with people? And 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 a personal trainer is probably one of the most commod commoditized professions, right? right? Everyone knows where 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 you find personal trainers. You go to the gym, they're just standing there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like they're there. And so you go up, you chat to them, you might prefer a male trainer or a female trainer. Uh, so that might be a preference. Other than that, the other the other thing that pretty much comes down to you making a decision is price, right? Because they all do the same thing. You know they're going to create a plan for you to work out based on what your goals are, and they're going to stand there tell you if you're lifting the weights right. Job done, right? So they go, well, okay, you're charging this much per hour. That other person is doing it $5 an hour cheaper. So can you do it $5 an hour cheaper? I don't know how personal trainers survive. I mean, they get paid so little. I'm just like, oh my God, how in the world? At least here in the UK. So here's here's the, the cool thing about it. If you reposition what you do so that you're you're dealing with people that are really keyed into wanting to work out and be, be fit. And I'll give you an example of oh, two examples around this. If you were to reposition yourself and say, I work with athletes to help them achieve peak performance in 90 days, completely different ballgame. Because yeah. you're not working with the New Year's resolutions people that are going to stop in two weeks, right? You're dealing with athletes who you don't have to convince them of counting their calories and their carbs and I, I'm not I'm not a PT, so I don't know all, all the terminology, but you don't have to try to convince them to do all this stuff. They're probably already doing it on some level. And so when you're speaking to them, um, they're a higher caliber client, right? And if you can if you can really help an athlete achieve peak performance in 90 days or whatever, obviously I just made that up, they will pay you top dollar for that. Because they're looking for someone to help them get to peak performance. So you're not just sitting there, okay, you're, you know, you're lifting that weight wrong. You're actually really helping them achieve a goal. So that's one side that people say, well, how do, how do I move from just being a personal trainer to being a specialist? That's one, one idea. Another idea that I've seen people do is work with C-level executives. So helping C-level executives either get triathlon fit or marathon fit, because a lot of C-level executives do triathlons, marathons. They might do it for their company or for charity and stuff like that. And, and they're busy people. And most C-level executives, CEOs, CFOs, they get paid pretty good. You know, so they will pay you a lot more money if you are able to help work with their time schedule and help them to be able to achieve that specific goal. Because people in that position, they're 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 either doing marathons and uh, um, triathlons and all that kind of stuff because it's part of what helps them stay fit, 
because they're so busy. And so they have to do something to stay fit or they're doing it as a leadership role because they're doing it to be um, kind of the figurehead for a charity if they're doing like a charity event and stuff like that. So there's a bigger reason and purpose behind what they're doing, right? So no. those are just kind of two examples I love sharing where you go, how can I take a, a, a very commoditized profession and turn it into an actually very, very well paying um what one of the the people i was speaking to um i mean she charges 500 pounds a session wow to see to ceos so that's not and bad she's getting paid right yes <laughs> a lot of people think oh man that's impossible no it's possible just a matter of you being f focused on what you're doing and i will kind of go back for those physical trainers that might be listening and thinking Jason just said, all I do is work at a gym and stand here. And that's not exactly what he meant. Um, it just comes to the position of you can either just be a physical trainer who just stands there and expects things just to come to you with all the skills that you have, or you really dig into those skills that you have and 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 really invest in, in letting people know what that is, right? And that's the difference with anything. Whatever you, you're yeah. in, whatever niche, whatever kind of person you are, doesn't matter. This is a one-size-fits-all opportunity. Um, so to be able to do that changes the world, even to the point where uh, it makes sense, where some people think, well, I don't think that I can, I can achieve a high-ticket price, you know? Um, well, you won't then. I mean, it really comes down to understanding how you can relay who you are. And if you say you're like an example, you know, here to help C-level uh, executives with their physical training, um, you are in a different ballpark. Whereas maybe it was, you know, the Black Friday special for everybody else and the New Year's special. Um, CEOs are not worried about that. They don't think about the money. They think no. about the results. Um, I mean, obviously, they don't want to find somebody that's 500 bucks and tell them that they're, you know, $2,500, right? It's like, that's ridiculous. CEO is not going to do that. But if it's within reason, obviously, and it provides the results they're looking for, it's going to happen, no matter who you are, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. A, it, and it's a price point positioning. So there's other price, other things you'll do that maybe the price point is, is a lower price point. You know, it could be maybe that you're trying to reach people that can't afford high ticket items, and they can afford a membership site, and they can work on building their their brand or themselves to get to the place where they might be able to hire you, you know, at a higher price, you know, so there's all kinds of options. But I mean, obviously, your point is back to really identifying who you are, and, and doing some laser focus, there may be some areas in your life that you are just so used to, so common for you, so, um, so unthought of by you, that if you really looked at it, you think, Oh my gosh, I could tell them that I do this and I can open myself up to a whole nother region of people, right? So, yeah, yeah. but sometimes it just takes a conversation. And that's the benefit of coming to a guy like Mr. Jason Osborne to get some information <laughs> for him. So, Jason, um, you know, thank you for sharing some of that. There's a lot of things that, that are on the, the plate there for folks that they can be used to optimize their LinkedIn profile, their presence on LinkedIn, other social media sites as well, as well as their entire brand, their websites, how they promote themselves, how they speak of themselves, think of themselves, project themselves. I mean, all those things are, are important. Um, so if folks wanted to get in contact with you, um, what is the easiest way for them to find you? So the easiest, so, two things, LinkedIn, we're both LinkedIn guys. So if you go to LinkedIn, look for Jason Osborne. You can find me there. Uh, and you can also go to impactforleads.com. I have a free uh, 
mini LinkedIn training course that people can get access to. So impactforleads.com. That's the best way to find me. Yeah, that's good. The name says it all, Impact for Leads. I mean, it's about making impact in people's lives, right? Not about making a sale. Yep. You can all make sales, but to make an impact, that's completely different. I, I think that's when you make a, a, a client or a friend for life. I've had that happen many times in my life and people are happy to to do business with me because they like me. They want to do business with me, right? So, I mean, that's what it's really all about and having people like that in your life. So Jason, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. If there is, uh, we shared a few nuggets there, but if there's one thing, let's say somebody just is right now, they're brand new, they don't really have any money, they can't see past some of the stuff we're talking about, they're frustrated listening to us because they're like, you know, I just, I, that's great for people that can do it, I just can't. All right, so for that person that might be listening right now, what's one thing you could share with that person that you find that might be helpful for, to get them on the road to success? So the main thing is look at how you add value. If you can, if you can focus on that piece, how you add value, not how do I make a sell? How do I make money? How do I pay my bills, right? How do I add value? If you lead with that, you will be able to get people on phone calls, you'll be able to move them into your program, product, service, whatever it is. So lead with value. It's one of the key things that we hear a lot, but we don't actually implement very often um, because we're more concerned about uh, paying our bills, hitting quota, whatever. And uh, people feel it. They, they feel like they, they know that you're in it for you and not for them. So it's a Big thing. Yeah, one of those emails that we get, right? Hey, Jason, I noticed your profile on LinkedIn and we've got a lot of people in common. I think we should connect, right? Okay. <laughs> Real quick. Hey, Jason, I, I noticed that uh, you don't have this, this, and that, but you like this, this, and this for it. Yeah, well, like, you just missed it, right? So exactly. Yeah, don't, don't do that, folks. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. That's the other advice. All right. So, Jason, thanks so much for hanging out with us a little bit today on Matt Chat Live. If we're able to share uh, impactforleads.com, a great place and opportunity to connect with a guy who really knows what he's doing and going to be able to help you scale in what you're trying to accomplish um, in a authentic and relational way. That's important, folks. It's really important. So thanks again for being here on another episode of Matt Chat Live. Jason, thanks. Cheers, Matt. Thank you. Cheers.